for. G. Marie taught me. Strives to help women of color navigate tough issues and life's lessons. From love, loss, to the advice I should have listened to my damn self, this self-help podcast promises to deliver unscripted, unfiltered, and unapologetic realness. I am your host, G. Marie, and you are now tuning in to G. Marie Taught Me, the podcast. What is up, everybody? And welcome, welcome, welcome back finally to G Marie Taught Me the podcast. It has been a really long time since I've been in this bitch. Yes, I said in this bitch. And thank you so much for joining us today. Um, the best thing about this podcast is literally unscripted, unfiltered, and unapologetic realness. Um, and for today's topic, which is somewhat um in relation to just how my podcast overall goes but now i'm more open to talk about more stuff um now as a a new wife and a new mother but also as um i ain't gonna say a reformed thought but you know just a reformed single person so so i want to welcome my guest for um today's topic pussy power in politics part one it's my homegirl who I have known since I was shit six, seven years old. We like grew up together. We got into a lot of mischief together. This is my homegirl. She is a graduate of Spellman as well as you, Mitch. She is a member of well, she's AKA. Well, she's AKA. So let's just throw it out there. Um, I call her. She's an esteemed hippie. <laughs> And she's also my uncertified therapist because one thing I've always said, I may not have a therapist, but I have a Tanisha. So thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. I'm so glad you have on your pajamas. I want you to be comfortable. That was the first thing I was like, please wear your pajamas for this episode. Uh, Definitely, definitely, definitely about comfort. And the best thing I love about um, the IG podcasting, or should I say the IG lives, is that now um, I get to actually bring people on the show in spite of, you know, this pandemic, but we can still interact and we can still do um, interviews and just, you know, talk shit and just, you know, vent. And and that's the best thing about the podcast. So uh, I don't know if you want to tell us a little bit about yourself. You want to give us a rundown of who you are? Oh, yeah. Um, I like to call myself an all-around dope individual. Um, so, yeah, you know, I went to school, got a couple degrees, you know, I joined a sorority, but I'm a Tanisha first and foremost. First and foremost, so, yeah. yeah, like she said, I am a bit of a free spirit, so I'm looking forward to just talking to my girl. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining. So, last time I wore this shirt, obviously, I wasn't looking like this. <laughs> So this is all new for me, um, but I'm so glad I can still fit like most of my shirts and stuff. Um, I had on my husband's shirt today, his long john shirt, and I was like, yeah, I need a couple more of these before I go into labor because they're so comfortable. But um, but yeah, but I mean, like I said, you, we've been knowing each other since we were in the sandbox, so you knew me before, you know, the husband, the baby, we were babies basically and uh something that I always said I was like dang I really want to bring my homegirl Tanisha on my show one day um because we always have really really good and interesting conversations and like I said I don't have a therapist but I have a Tanisha and when shit hits the fan Tanisha is probably one of the first few people I call whenever um I just need to like vent and just get shit off my system so today's topic I thought was very appropriate because the three P's, I mean, pussy power and politics, like, who would have thought? <laughs> so mm-hmm. let's get into what I call the meat and the potatoes. So today's topic, um, today's topic is pretty much going to be split into threes. And the show normally runs for about an hour because after an hour, for whatever reason, IG likes to kick people off, off the live. So I was just like, okay, whatever. I can do an hour. Um, and then after this, I have my other meeting at 830. <laughs> so... 
Thursdays are always going to be a good, very productive day for me. So I'm really excited. So let's get into it. Uh, pussy. So when I looked up the, uh, the definition of the P-U-S-S-Y, or I call it P-U dollar sign dollar sign Y, um, it basically talks about sexual liberation or it talks about the emasculation of a man. So being a pussy can go two ways. Um, a lot of the time, you know, when people often refer to the term pussy, it is always referred to as, you know, being a woman or being less of or whatever. So for me, I, I it's, it's already a taboo to even use the word pussy. It's like, it sounds nasty. But at this point, I'm just like, you know, fuck it. Why can't we use the word pussy and, and, and be liberated by the word pussy? Like, what what's wrong with it? You know, so. Pussy. <laughs> Look, P-U, dollar sign, dollar sign, Y. And after watching um, P-Valley, which is actually Pussy Valley, that's a really good show. Let me just throw that out there for one. Um, I'm like, you know, it really, using the word pussy really is taboo. And I don't know why it is. I mean, it's almost the same as saying coochie or cunt. But... To, to really dive deep in um, the terminology about, you know, sexual liberation or whatever. So we all know Valentine's Day is coming up. And some of us are not married. Some of us are single. And we are, you know, practicing self-love. And there's nothing wrong with that. And one thing I am definitely for, I'm definitely for sexual liberation. Yes, I might be off the market. I might be married. I might be, you know, a soon-to-be mother. But... There was still this side of me when I launched this podcast where I wanted to rediscover myself as a woman. So that meant I wasn't dating anybody. I wasn't looking for marriage and I wasn't looking to have a baby. And then shit just kind of happened <laughs> out the blue. But it, it happened organically and I was happy because, you know, that was something I prayed on. So obviously, uh, as far as self-love goes, you know, as a single woman... What is something that you can also encourage other single women to practice? Like when it comes to self-love or what is your, um, your best self-love practice? Hmm. I think my best self-love practice is probably doing something that I like to do at, at least once a day. Like it can be different things because like I, I am a self-proclaimed, you know, free spirit. So I'm into many different things. And so, you know, there's only 24 hours in a day. So I do try to at least do one of the things that I enjoy per day. So, I mean, I, I'm a yogi, so I may get a yoga practice in. Um, you know, I play the guitar, so I may play with my instrument. Um, I like to draw, so I may doodle or sketch something or write in my journal or just something every day for me. Um, you know, with the COVID pandemic and, you know, us working from home, I'm a little more free, you know, than I was before. But it seems like now if I don't do one of those things for myself, I feel like my day's not complete. Mm -hmm. Like before I lay my head, you know, and I could have worked all day, been super productive in other areas of my life. But if I'm laying in bed, I'm like, Tanisha, what did you do for you today? Exactly. And I don't have an answer? Okay, how much longer do we have to get it in? Exactly. So. I listen I understand that's um I'm so glad that you said that too because like I said it doesn't matter whether you're single or whether you're married um oftentimes and then that's another thing too when you do get married and you become a parent you forget to do things for yourself and I noticed um you know just in the last six months uh I was I was pretty good at making sure that you know I was taking care of myself even before, you know, Andre and I got married, um, I was always adamant about, you know, having that time for just me, you know, whether it's getting a massage or, you know, working on a hobby or just doing something that brings me joy. Uh, like you can see my, my book collections. Look, that's not even the half of it, but even just taking the time to, to read a book or listen to um, music or listen to a record. That's so important to really take that time out for self. But like I said, I've noticed since I've been pregnant, me time is a mug and as a um a new wife and a new mother that is something that is really important that I know oftentimes we forget as women because we're so busy trying to make sure everything else in the household is together and we forget that before 
all of this even existed, you know, there was you. Like, you came into this world alone. So, you have to remember to take that time out for yourself. And that is something, like, I can literally sit here and give advice to people about, oh, practicing self-love and making sure you're doing this for yourself. But oftentimes, I do have to take a step back and be like, Gabrielle, well, what are you, like I said, what are you doing for you? Have you done anything for yourself today? Um, even something as simple as walking around Target. Like, listen, I I will go to Target in West Bloomfield in a minute. <laughs> Look, in a minute and go walking. I will go to Burlington. And um, actually, my hubby had to cut my spending habits off because I was buying so much stuff for baby girl. But I was like, I'm just, I just want to get everything done before she gets here because once you hit that 20 week mark shit flies by and then you're you look up and you like oh my gosh i'm about to you know going to labor type of thing so so like for me i was just like i gotta get everything done but then again you know it's about baby girl like everything else went out the window so i wasn't getting my prenatal massages i wasn't you know seeking out a therapist like i said i was supposed to you know seek out a long time ago and i'm talking about when i first started the show i talked about the importance of therapy and again i am the motherfucker that will give all the advice in the world and not take my own advice and um yeah i mean you know and it happens and for me my whole thing is i finally sat down and started doing research on different therapists and the one therapist i finally reached out to who was a black woman she ain't got back to me yet and i'm just like god damn i'm like this is i'm finally you know taking the next step to working on my mental health and everything i was like and she hold me up <laughs> like she's really holding me up. started um back with therapy during the pandemic um i believe it was probably in may or june so we have been here for two months already mm-hmm. and like i'm generally a very happy and friendly person in terms of the social environment and it was crazy because I would find myself like going to the grocery store and you know that whole like fight or flight mm-hmm. kind of like emotion I was feeling like I was on guard all the time and what I've learned through my yoga practice that's what happens when you feel like your survival is threatened yep. and that's what COVID-19 did um, because all of 2020 was about surviving yep. and I would be in a grocery store like looking at people like if you come anywhere any close yep yes you know it's like i'm gonna want to fight you yep <laughs> like take your six feet steps back yep please um but the aggravation that i was feeling it wasn't normal for me so i knew at that point i was like you need to go to therapy mm-hmm. <laughs> because you're not an angry or aggressive or a person that's uneasy around other people so when i stopped noticing myself in myself I'm like, yeah, you need some help. Mm-hmm. And so it was virtual. Um, you know, I started going every week. Um, since then, now I go every other week. Um, but it was, it, it has been phenomenal for me. And my therapist is not black. Um, she is a woman. And I did seek out a black therapist at first. Um, and just what ended up happening, like the lady I was referred to, her actual office was in like Roseville or something mm, okay. and I knew we would come out the pandemic at some point you know we were all hopeful at first uh, <laughs> so I'm like we gonna come out here and I'm like I'm not going to Roseville so I looked through some more people and I found this person that's in Southfield although we weren't in person knowing that she was close I feel comfort yeah um but yeah like she's been the best thing for me like she's very um accepting of you know like my spiritual beliefs like sometimes that is a bone of contention when you're trying to find a therapist um i don't know like she does like alternative things ah, okay yeah like she's not a traditional in the box type of therapist because i'm not a traditional in the box type of person mm-hmm. <laughs> so i already knew what's up so if you need a link boo i got you yeah you know what i'm saying i could put you on to somebody um but yeah it's been so so great for me Good. Good. I'm listen. I'm so glad that um people. I mean, especially just you know, like you said, it's we've literally been in like fight or flight mode the past year or so. And um, you know, you and I, we had our talk when I called you and I I told you like one of my friends had reached out to me and I kind of felt like she was well. She kind of said she was feeling some type of way because she hadn't heard from you, and I literally 
was like upset because I'm like, yo, like I've literally been in fight or flight mode this entire time, especially with everything that was going on with um, my pregnancy. And of course, I'll go into more detail about that. Maybe in my book. I don't know. I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> or I might actually just dedicate a podcast episode where I finally explain to everybody like this is what I was going through during my pregnancy. This is a lot of stuff that, you know, nobody knew I was going through. Everybody thinks that my entire pregnancy has just been a walk in the park and it has not. It's been very rough. I'm a high risk um, pregnancy. Uh, I'm already, they consider me like overweight or whatever. And, and to be real with you, even looking at my baby bump, I was like, damn, I didn't think I was going to have a, a normal looking baby bump. So I'm just, you know, happy that I even have a cute little baby bump because I just knew I was like, man, my fat ass ain't going to have no baby bump. But yeah, so dealing with that, you know, like you said, like it, it got to a point where I was like, I know I'm not an angry person. I'm not like it, it takes a lot to get me there. Like I might, you know, check you on something or I'm, I'm very blunt about certain things. But when it comes to just like going out and just being around people I'm always polite I'm always you know speaking to people if I see somebody needs help with something I'm always helping people and it got to a point where like I was always on edge and I'm just like dog like I don't want anybody around me I don't even want you breathing or looking at me um there will be times where if I go like I went to Kroger and went shopping um who this is about like a month or so ago and it was an older lady standing in line. She didn't have on a mask. She was coughing. And when I saw her move her hand, it was saliva on her hand. And at that point, I was like, oh, hell no. So I'm right back in fight or flight mode. I'm pregnant. Um, I just, you know, really got like my bearings in order where I could actually walk around and do shit by myself. And that took 15 or so weeks, you know, for me to get my stuff back together. So again, I'm here I am in fight or flight mode. I'm angry as hell. You know, this broad is out here with no fucking mask on using her quote unquote white privilege. But then it got to a point where it was like, you know what? You know, somebody did at least, you know, check her about that. That worked there. But yeah. So now that goes, you know, it goes back to that self-love thing. Like we really got to take that time out to, you know, work on our, not only our mental health practices, but to find what works for us, especially in this pandemic, because I feel like we've been so pressured into, oh, we in a pandemic. We got all the time in the world. You should be doing this. You should be doing that. And it's like, nigga, surviving is enough at this point. Okay. The fact that I woke up. Right. And it's, and it's not like. Oh, it's people we don't know. It's motherfuckers in our inner circle that's dying. Yeah. You so know, time is something we don't have. Shit, right? <laughs> Family members that, that's dying. And this, if this didn't wake anybody up, you know, I don't know what will wake anybody up. But this time, it definitely was a reminder that you could be here today, and your ass could be gone tomorrow, and there's nothing you can do about it. And I think that will also put. A person over the edge because you're like it's so much stuff that I still want to do and still need to do you know you you spend more time with your family now every day and then you know for me it got to a point where you know my husband and I we were spending time every weekend with my parents and his parents and then his dad died and it's like you know what the fuck so yeah so literally like I think therapy it's so important. It's so important. And um, I'm, I'm going to continue <laughs> to work on finding that therapist. Uh, but yeah, please send me that link. And, you know, again, I'm, I'm so glad that you mentioned that. Now, I am kind of, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. Because I know we're still on the topic about the PU dollar sign, dollar sign, why? Ah, <sighs> y'all. I had a whole F-bomb dropped on me today. I just, I found out one of my friends is a porn star. And I was like, well, at least she getting paid for it. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Where the money at? Where if you, money, right, money if you go, you know, put it out there, I hope you get some back in return. Because one thing we don't like is I call it nonprofit coochie. Mm. We, we don't, we don't need community service coochie. Amen. If you, go, if you're gonna put it out there, make sure you're getting something back because at the end of the day, your pussy cannot save the world. It, it cannot save the world, and that I think is something that I will definitely take out of my 20s going into my 30s and being a single woman and then you know going into my marriage and I know you and I we've had conversations about that too where you know oftentimes we get so caught up in 
wanted to love on people and to help people especially when it comes to like you know certain men and stuff because i know for me something i had to realize in my journey when i was rediscovering myself um i realized that i attract broken men and i was like okay well does that make me broken too and i'm like well maybe in a way just like you know people that attract ain't shit people well does that make you ain't shit i mean to a certain extent you know so you gotta you gotta look at it from you know a place of ownership and, and responsibility and i know something you and i had talked about was um you know your pussy cannot save the world and those broken men that <laughs> that you know we attract or, or ancient niggas we attract oftentimes we find ourselves in compromising situations where we are using our pussy to try to save these niggas and it's like that that community service coochie we gotta you know get a hold on that and enough at some point enough is enough so like you said i too am a a a reformed <laughs> i guess uh savior okay um i used to call it my pink cape right right yes you know, superman had a red cape yes you know okay my cape is pink all right however uh, i used to fly around with that cape you know here to there here to there flip 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 but um in, in this day and age the cave is in retirement. Mm, yes. Um, so in my, my therapy practice, because me and my therapist have talked about this too, um, she recognizes me as a giver. Mm, yeah. So I'm a giving person. Yeah. So naturally, if you're a giving person, you're going to attract takers. Yes. Right. And it's not necessarily a problem being a giver, um, but you kind of have to set some boundaries mm-hmm. there. Because, you know, like you said, when you call me, girl, I always got a good word. You know what I'm saying? I got, you know, something to offer to people. But when you are that type of person, you're going to attract people that always need something from you. Mm-hmm. And it's up to you, you know, as a fully autonomous adult human being, to be discerning of that. Mm, yes. You know, who who deserves so much of you? Um, and when it comes to the sexual piece, you know, I too have been there. Um, that I would somehow kind of translate a man who needs, I feel like he needs my love for something because yep. he grew up this type of way or his past relationships was this kind of way or, you know what I'm saying, his mama treated him like this type of way or whatever. You know, so if there's a some type of like void in him, I feel like maybe I, if I, you know, enter into a sexual relationship with him that somehow those needs would be met. Yeah. No. But it was just natural because it just felt like, okay, well, this is what I should do. But again, discerning and boundaries. Yep. So, yeah, PK is definitely um, in retirement right now. You know, I like to say since mm, maybe the past couple years, man, the price of the pussy done tripled three times. It has tripled. It has so, tripled. It's not cheap now, even in a pandemic. No, yeah, like, yeah. Again, no, no, no community service. No, 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 no community service coochie. You know, uh, like I said, if, if anything, um, you know, like I said, it takes a responsible adult to take that step back and to be like, okay, you know, um, me entering in an exchange. Oftentimes what we have to remember is that when we start to give out that community service coochie, we're still exchanging soul ties. You know, and people don't realize that, you know, when you, when you let somebody, when you, when somebody enters your world, <laughs> like, you know, you, you exchange something with a motherfucker and energy is so important. And people think that that shit is like, oh, that's just some made up shit. It's like, no, nigga, that shit is real because whatever your diet is or whatever that person's diet is, you're ingesting that shit. And it don't, and I don't mean Doritos and Mountain Dew. I'm talking about you know what you're feeding yourself on a regular so the shit that you're putting into me you're also feeding that same bullshit into me too and and at the end of the day you know that community service coochie i thought i was doing you you know of service really is just hurting me at the end of the day so like i said low-key it's not to take away from people who do like you said your your homegirls the porn star it's not to take away you know from anything to anybody else because like you, Gabby, I also am a supporter of sexual liberation. Mm-hmm. Because when I wanted to do it with whoever I wanted to I do did it, with, right. no questions, it's and flex. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? So I'm not taking away from anybody else, but it's just kind of like where I am right now. So. Yep. I just want to say that just so. Yeah, and that's and that's a part of your healing process. And like I said, for me, 
I commend a bitch for being a porn star because at least she getting paid for it. Get your check. If you're gonna use that P-U-S-S-Y, make sure you you get P-A-I-D. Okay? Because like I said, the, the, the last thing we want to be doing is giving out community service coochie. Especially when we're not getting anything in return. If there, there's no return. Whenever you do volunteer work, there's no return. All you do is get hours. So you just put more wear and tear on your body. Like, that's really all you're doing. So if you're going to do it, do it right. That's, that's yes. If you're going to do it, do it right. But also, too, you know, like I said, it is nice when you can take that step back and be in control of that shit because the power of the pussy is real. The power of the pussy yeah. is real. And that's when we go into our next topic. Power. So we did we're doing pussy power politics today, part one. But let's let's go on to power. So um the definition of power is the capacity or ability to direct or influence the behavior of others or the course of events. And obviously with everything that's been going on in the world, and I know we kind of covered it a little bit with uh, the pandemic and stuff, but uh, the elephant in the room, the fucking Trump supporters, this nigga has managed <laughs> to influence most of this nation to go in the fucking capital and to show they ass. Literally. Power. Power can be a gift and a curse. And if you don't use it the right way, like if you don't use your pussy the right way, if you don't know the power of your pussy, it can turn out to be detrimental. And I'm going to be real with you, Trump did not use his power pussy correctly. He did not use his power correctly or his, his pussy, his pink cake. Instead, like I said, he had motherfuckers out here doing stupid shit, fucking up the Capitol, fucking themselves up. Currently, I do like to read, so we talked about books earlier too. So shameless plug, and this is my sponsor. Anything name, so put that out there too. But I'm reading this book called The Art of Seduction. Ooh, okay, I have that. I have it. The audio book. I have the audio book. Okay. Yes. So, um, in the gym you weren't shooting with me in the gym and that's the thing you know a lot of you know the kind of lower class i'm talking about social economic status class mm-hmm. okay let me just clarify that too so like the lower class social economic status whites that were supporting him when he was first elected i'm like dude he's not on your team the life that you live is not the life that he lives Mm-mm. you know what i'm saying the stuff that you identify with it's not what he identified with. Nope. So if anything, to, you know what I'm saying, consider, you know, our position. Because when it comes down to it, he going to choose, you know, of course, that other side. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was really baffling to me. Like, I was like, okay, all right. But cool. Yeah. And you know what? That book, The Art of Seduction, I like how it mentioned um, how Cleopatra had so much influence over these men but she she knew the power of her pussy mark anthony yeah she knew how to play the game and you know what and that's that's one thing too it's like if you're gonna put it out there you gotta make sure you're using it in the right way into your full ability so you can get the shit that you need to get in return and speaking of you know pussy and power 
um, I kind of wanted to dive into like social media and IG influences or influencers. So I guess over the and course of fans. weeks, we need to throw that in there too. Who said who? OnlyFans. Yes. 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 Because I haven't subscribed, but I do know a person who has an OnlyFans. Um, we haven't checked it out yet, but I think we're gonna check it out eventually. Cause I need to. I need to see something real quick. I gotta clarify some shit. But um, Chloe Bailey. Chloe Bailey. She's been getting a lot of backlash for. Uh, the video, the busted challenge video that she just did, and her posting like you know pictures of herself, and I find it you know very interesting and also kind of disappointing that a woman has to explain being liberated physically, mentally, emotionally, and sexually, especially you know growing up in the public eye as a younger person and then getting to a point where she's like now I'm comfortable with myself and who I am and I'm just at a point where I'm expressing myself but it's not like she's doing it in a way that is like oh my god girl what you doing type of thing it's like go ahead girl you know do you and live your life and I think that it really sucks when you know especially we as black women when we get to a point Especially with the way social media portrays us, or how oftentimes you know, threaten, threaten, and and half the time it be our own people putting our own people down. Like somebody made a comment today about, um, it's so interesting how you know you were rooting for the same business that you're now putting down. So when I wasn't, when I didn't have nothing, you know, you were rooting for me, you had my back. And the minute that I get something and I'm prosperous. You have an issue with me being prosperous. You don't want to root for me. You don't want to, you know, continue to cheer me on. You want to put me down. And it's literally like people will build you up just to tear you down. And I feel so bad for this little girl because, well, she's not little. Um, I feel so bad for Chloe because I'm like, she's literally out here. She is getting to her bag. She is minding her business and she is just enjoying life. And it just so happens that she did a busted challenge better than some of the rest of you hoes. Why are you mad? Okay. Why are you mad? You know, and then somebody else made a comment. They said, listen, just say that your boyfriend saw the video. Just just say that. You ain't got to be all in your feelings and shit. Just, just say your boyfriend saw the video. He liked it. That's why you're upset. See, insecurity. The insecurity. And like we talked about initially in the first part, the self-care. Like, I feel like when you know yourself, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? When you spend time with yourself, even when you're in a relationship, it's like... I don't have anything to be threatened by this person on the internet. Nope. Just half the time the I internet ain't real. You it's know, not I real. It could just be like the whole Aries nature in me. Like I seldom, when it comes when it comes to competition, I seldom consider others. Yep. I'm just gonna put it out there. Like, and, and it's it's not you know a pride thing. It's not to put me above anyone else, but it really doesn't cross my mind. Yeah, like you and don't really be aware of the shit. Yeah, because that's not my focus. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just not even... It's a million and, and a half things going on my mind. Like, that ain't one. Got 99 problems, you feel me? But, like, that's, that's not... That's just not one of them. I'm, I'm sorry, y'all. Yeah. Like, it's literally... Yeah. I, I I didn't even realize it was that big of a deal, you know? But... You know, you're not paying a bill. <laughs> you ain't signing like, no check. Like, what, what, what is you mad about again? Like, help me. Yeah. Help me help you. Yeah. Or or whatever, you know. Yeah, let me, let me like give you my therapist's number. Personal. Right, let me give you my therapist's number so we can work through this shit. Because at the end of the day, that's really what it comes down to. Everybody needs therapy. Everybody needs therapy. I mean, <laughs> um, but yeah, so, okay. with So, so yeah, so back, back to, you know, social media influence. Um, I was watching this documentary on Netflix the other day with one of my uh, my nieces and my my mom and my dad, and it's called like Social Dilemma or something, and it talks about like the impact of social media and how it can really like fuck with you, but it's it's also gotten to a point where like Google and other companies are creating these prototypes of people like you and me. And they know like your every move and and everything that you like and shit. And it's like, it's the scariest shit. But the thing with like social media and influence, like I think, especially for our generation, we grew up at a time where 
you know, we were a part of that generation that discovered dial-up internet, you know. We were part of the generation that was coding like our own MySpace and Black Planet um, pages. So we actually had to learn how to do shit on our own. Um, we wrote letters. We talked on telephones, like rotary phones. Um, landlines. Yes, landlines. Like I remember, you know, sneaking or doing three-way calls, you know, with my homegirls and stuff in elementary school because that's just what it was at the time. Girl, and it cost more. <laughs> Girl, oh my... <laughs> When I tell you, I um, it was a guy that I was like, not kicking with, but I was cool with in high school, and this nigga got arrested, and he called me collect, and I ran up my parents' phone bill. My mom almost beat the brakes off me, okay, and I didn't, I didn't tell her like who it was. I think she thought it was my brother, to be honest, but I, well, she knows. She's like, nah, you ain't talking to no your brother for about an hour. That's some bullshit. But yes, I definitely ran up that damn bill. But, um, yeah, so just, you know, the power of influence. And I find it so interesting that I think our age group, you know, as far as us like being addicted to, you know, social media or just influence, I don't think it's hitting us as hard as it's hitting like the younger generation. Like, I feel like everything is. That's all they know. Yeah, that's all they, they know. know the, they don't know anything no they don't know that you know when you had to look up a word like if you didn't know how to spell a word you pulled out the dictionary and looked up the word like that's the first thing my mom would say if you don't know how to spell something you better look up in the dictionary and now we have conversations and i might not know something she said well you don't know something you better google it and i'm like oh my gosh like this shit is what the hell you know shit has really it's really changed but um i guess my question to you is as far as like social media um has like how has social media influenced you negatively and positively i think i'm gonna start positively i think positively it just gives me a way to stay in contact with people i don't see every day you know like i mean i went to i went to college in atlanta and you know after college everybody go everywhere yeah everywhere. You know, they're from everywhere before they get there and then after we graduate they go everywhere um, so that's helpful, you know, to kind of see, you know, when people get married, you know, when they have their first baby, if they get a job promotion or, you know, something like that, like, that's cool to kind of just know what's going on because I don't talk to them every day. Um, I think in a negative way, like, I'm, I'm not one of those people that post, like, my every move. Yeah. And, and like you said, it's because the generation I'm in, like, we came from a generation where I can do without that. <laughs> right. Like, I don't have to tell you what I'm eating every day or where no. I'm going and all that. Like, I don't really, maybe a vacation, you know, if I'm going somewhere, I may put some, you know, or something like that. Um, but negatively, I don't know. I don't think I'm negatively impacted. Um, I could see, though, you know, many ways that it can have a negative impact. Um, I was reading studies online, you know, with young people. It's like, because they have so much access it causes them to feel isolated because they're always comparing themselves to others. Yep. Which I can understand. You know, I'm like, okay. You know, and then, of course, you know, these suicide rates and, you know, things, things like that. It's like, it's always, you're always looking at what somebody else doing and assessing what you have. Yep. You know, thankfully, you know, I'm not necessarily in that boat, but I can see how it can get out of hand. Yeah, that's that, the ability to influence people's behavior. That's that power. (laughs) That's their power. And the bullying, you know, like the the peer pressuring, you know, some of these challenges. I mean, maybe not recently, because I think recently they're more like dance challenges. But you remember when they was doing like the I don't know the cayenne, <laughs> the cayenne, pepper yeah, cinnamon challenge, like, cayenne pepper. Yep. There you go. Like our generation, be like what? Yeah. <laughs> but you know, in terms of influencing how people behave, you know, like you said with the whole invasion of our U.S. Capitol, you know, the, the, the tweeting, you know, these cues to action that happen, like, okay, well, if you see this, then do this. Right. I mean, it's very troubling. It, it's very troubling. Um, you know, something new that started coming out, people are taking these tolerance breaks mm-hmm. from, from social media. I mean, like I said, I hadn't done it myself, per se. Um, but I mean, I could definitely see where you, you may need to step away. Yeah. You, you may need to step away. Yeah. And that, I think that's kind of how I was feeling too. Um, cause what? Cause I said August, 
20th was really the last time I um I podcasted but then like after that there was this time where I was having like a creative fog and I was like it was getting to a point where social media was also taking a toll on my anxiety like it was giving me anxiety and when you're trying to run you know a business and a brand and your your business is media you know you oftentimes you don't have a choice to take that step back and then also too um there were times where I found myself comparing myself to people that are in my age bracket that are doing either what I want to do or um what without what I'm not doing and what they're already doing and again it was me like comparing myself to like well damn you know they doing such and such and I I know I should have been doing this shit a long time ago or uh, coming up with like ideas and and not implementing them and then somebody else you know implementing the same shit that I've already done like I, I had a whole discussion about uh, the coffee and trap music thing where I did a whole event based around coffee and trap music and somebody has literally opened up an entire cafe in Atlanta called coffee and trap and I'm like that's literally because you sat your ass there and you didn't continue to um hone in on that concept and now somebody owns your shit because you didn't trademark it and it's nothing you can do and then that really put me in a funk where I was just like fuck this shit it seems like every time I'm you know getting ready to do something creatively somebody else is already doing it or like somebody else already did it and now I'm just sitting here you know looking stupid so it got to a point yes I just want to insert something in there yes a I mean there's a difference between comparing yourself to someone and letting what that person does inspire you mm-hmm. or maybe not even inspire you per se like or just like I, call, I talked about cues to action yeah right like if anything I would say the next time you have a good idea I mean the whole like the, the coffee in the trap music like situation should be like the next time I have a good idea I need to move on to that idea yep you know, and it's not that, like, I'm beating myself up about it. It's like, all right, mental note, next time I have a good idea, I need to move on that. Because yeah. somebody else may be on the same wavelength that I'm on. Yeah, because what ended up so happening... downplaying yourself. Yeah. Because, girl, because what happened was, it literally just got to a point where I was like, fuck this shit, and I just stopped doing everything. Like, I, um... And I hadn't even told anybody, but I am in the process of dissolving my media company because over the last three years you know it's just been a lot on me personally and when I started out like I started out you know doing karaoke and stuff and then I ended up learning how to DJ because I was renting out equipment to other DJs and playing music at weddings and I was like you know I I should learn how to DJ one day and then I started DJing and um you know I had I would do events and stuff and being a female in a highly male dominated industry um it has its advantages and its disadvantages especially it depends on who you work with and unfortunately it got to a point where I was working with people you know I thought I could trust but apparently I couldn't trust them and I was being shortchanged you know money for different gigs I was being lied on about you know shit that they were doing because I was being sent gigs over because they had too many gigs and you know at the time I wasn't like doing a lot of gigs I was still working at the dance studio so whenever they had an overflow of gigs they'll send something my way but whenever shit went wrong because they asked lies to their client right because they lied to their client like I said it either worked in my favor or it didn't work in my favor and the last time I um I I DJ because no not not for your birthday but I DJed a Halloween party and and these niggas still owe me a hundred dollars. And I'm talking about the DJ that sent me the gig still owes me money. And I um I really haven't talked to him since. Like I went to school with him. And I haven't I haven't talked to him since because he like sent me this long ass text basically telling me like I ruined, you know, his um relationship with the clients and I was the one that fucked up the gig and boom, 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 and just going off. And he he did that shit not in a, a private message. He did that shit in a message with another DJ that I'm cool with. So my inner petty is like rising, man. Coming up, like I feel it. But <laughs> when I tell you, 
when that nigga had the nerve to send a gig over my way after he sat there and said all that shit about what I did or, or whatever. And I was like, hold the fuck up. So I screen print the same conversation he sent me, you know, talking about I wasn't shit and this and that. Did it. I screen print that shit and sent it back to him. And he was like, I mean, y'all know what I said. And I said, okay, but wait a second. If you said I couldn't do this and I can't do that and all this shit is my fault and blase blase, why the fuck are you still sending me gigs? Oh, right. Because you're the motherfucker that's wrong and you know you still owe me money and you ain't shit. That's what I'm saying. That's where I'm at. Like, first of all, it's not even much me to discuss with the $100 debt. There was nothing else after that. And I told him, I said, I don't want any more or nothing coming your way. Do not text me about no fucking gig. Do not even hit me up to check up on me. We have nothing else to talk about. You a whole ass nigga. You ain't shit. And you out here winning fucking Spirit of Detroit Awards and shit or or Detroit Black Awards and shit. And I and I swear, and it's like the mm, the petty in me. I be wanting to tell niggas like that nigga ain't shit. You owe me a hundred dollars. Right, I'm like, you it's one thing to be a DJ, but it's another thing to run a business. And it's like if you can't do both. Or at least hire an assistant to run your shit. Because like I said, you out here shorting people money, charging people extra money that you shouldn't be charging them, promising them shit that you don't have, but I have, and then trying to collect my coin. No. No. And what I don't do, I don't do, um, well, you pay me. I mean, you pay the person that referred the gig and then they give me the money type of shit. I don't do that. The minute that you refer somebody to me, they become my client. Yeah, that's bad business. It's bad business. So, yep. So, and and I'm not going to say, you know, that's when I was like, okay, I'm about to stop DJing. Like, I literally just stopped DJing because we were in the middle of a pandemic. Like, I still had gigs coming left and right. But then my husband was like, no, I ain't about to have you out here DJing in the middle of a pandemic. Like, I was about to DJ a damn repass (laughs) one time. And my husband was like, no. No, this is not the Right, he was like, "This, this ain't the time, buddy. This ain't the time." I so, so yeah. So I haven't. Uh, I literally have not DJ. Probably, yeah. Like in in person DJ, I think I haven't DJ since your thirtieth birthday, and I could be wrong. No way, because I'm thirty one. Yeah, we're thirty one. So yeah, it was. Yeah, so what? It was your thirtieth birthday. That was in two thousand nineteen. Yeah. That was the last in person yeah. event I did, and then I took a break. Um, because I was still trying to like, you know, get other stuff in order and I was still teaching and then 2020, you know, I'm getting ready to line up gigs and the pandemic happened and I was just like, Oh, okay. So, and then I got sick and then I was like, Oh, I can't do nothing. Uh, it wasn't, yeah, my priority is, is getting better. Cause it was to the point where I was like struggling with my breathing, but they said it wasn't COVID and I'm like, well, I don't know what the fuck this is. Black mold, whatever, but this shit ain't normal. So yeah, I had to get me back together. But um, as far as like, you know, DJing and stuff, I feel like if I'm going to do it, I'm doing it because it's fun and it's just, you know, a good way to release some steam and to, you know, just make other people happy. You can make money on top of it. It's just a bonus. Yeah, that's like, all it is. Both love music. That's right? all it that's is. That's right. That's what yeah. makes me happy. That's what keeps well, that's me. Make some money on top of it. Okay. But yeah, but I'm actually cool and content with dissolving my media company and just focusing solely on G Marie Taught Me. Like, I'm fine with that. I've already registered my LLC for G Marie Taught Me. I figured, why not make money being myself? You know, I'm already working. Right, I am am a brand. And one thing I can say, trying to balance a media business and balance a brand, you you feel like you're two different people. And that's exactly how I felt. I felt like a real Gemini. I was like split down the middle and i was two different personalities you know jimry taught me is one person jimry media is another person but my heart and soul was always you know in podcasting now i can do media shit if i want to but i pretty much only do it for me or if somebody really needs some shit done and i'm like okay well this is what you gotta pay and you know i'll take care of it but yeah but i'm, I'm cool with just putting my heart and my soul into g marie taught me uh getting this damn manuscript done finally because i've been bullshitting with that too and i was supposed to release my damn book winter 2020 and that did not happen because we were in a pandemic and that's okay yes shit was going the the time is coming the time is coming coming. yes so once i pop out baby girl uh in may 
yeah because I, I think she's trying to come out early too but once i pop her out um it's, it's on and popping i can really like i said dive in full time and just get this jimmy taught me stuff going but um so, so yeah with yourself because that's a new chapter mm-hmm yes yes and oftentimes i hear from a lot of new parents that you get that new parent guilt where you're doing something and you like oh my gosh i just want to hold my baby and you know make sure he or she is okay and you know it's already rough because i was pregnant with twins and i lost one of the babies and then i found out about the other one like two weeks later like oh no bitch you're still pregnant <laughs> um so you know now yeah you're right it's it's like everything i do i'm making sure i do it for baby girl and that was another reason why i was like yo i'm actually cool with dissolving my media company and focusing on my brand because at the end of the day i now have somebody who's watching me and it's not just my niece and my my nephews it's, it's my child you know and i want to make sure about power yeah. there's something in wealth generation generational wealth yep and passing it through your lineage. I mean, I don't have any children, right, today, anyway. <laughs> I don't have that today. But, I mean, there's something to be said about the fourth thing. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I am about to have a daughter. Yep. Right? Um, whose middle name is also going to be Marie. <laughs> she took my middle name. Too. Okay. You know, Tanisha Marie, G. Marie, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And baby Marie is on her way. Yeah. Um, but there's something to be said about that, you know something like focusing on this brand you know it's something and although she may grow up want to do something completely different but yep and it's cool aside from that yeah. there's a foundation there you know and even watching you investing making things move making mm-hmm. things shape mm-hmm. something i mean i say it's a win-win you know what i'm saying it's something that can can continue you know through you guys as family yes and lineage and whatnot yes i'm with it well, damn, it's seven fifty-seven already. That is crazy. Okay, so let's let's get into the last topic before IG cuts me off. Um, and we kind of dived into it too, politics. So obviously, we have our first black female vice president, who happens to be an HBCU graduate, and she's also an AKA. This is a beautiful thing for black women um, around the United States. And one thing I can definitely say, I am so happy that uh, we are going to see some changes around here. Because, like I said, Trump really put us in a bind. We went down through there. We we definitely went through the fire. Like <laughs> It was a toxic relationship. We went down through there. And, and it's crazy because like, the government, I remember the government being so afraid of the black panthers and i'm like man what are you talking about I'm like donald trump is literally the devil incarnated like Ooh. i mean like i don't even know how to put it barely by the grace of god like you know for a minute i was i was a little worried i said jesus are you there where are you it was it was, it was touch and go for a couple 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 moments man because yeah. satan satan was in here doing the damn thing and i was like listen I'm getting a little worried right now. A little, little worried. But I'm so glad that we have, you know, our black female president coming in. Well, vice president coming in, shaking shit up and finally making that White House black. It, it's going to smell like oil sheen, cocoa butter, and black girl magic. And I'm I'm so excited. And, and man, and, and went, ooh, hold on. Michelle Obama's hair. Oh yeah! At the I inauguration, mean, she did not come. She did not come. To play. She did she not come so to play. Unbothered. 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 You know, I'm here to acknowledge the moment. Yep. You know, so I'm a fist bump. Boom, boom, boom. You got my sign of approval. Okay, and you know, Bush you know, went man. looking for her ass too, like he oh, always yeah, do. You know, he all girl like white on right. Bush love him some Michelle. I mean, he like where where my where my boo Michelle at? Where my boo? Oh, yeah. Where my boo Michelle? I was like, that's probably the only time I actually fuck with Bush after everything he put us through too. I was like, listen, I'd rather take Bush over <laughs> Trump. Yeah, yeah. At this point, you know, I'm I'm cool with Bush. Bush, you fucked up, but we all make mistakes. That's where I was at. Like, it, it's okay. I forgive you, my nigga. So, so yes. Yeah, so I was say two things about Vice President Harris. Yes. Just two. 
you know what I'm saying? Again, this is just Tanisha speaking as an American citizen. As an American. Um, I I feel like, you know, I want to intercede and pray for her because, of course, I'm worried about her. Yeah. You know, that's not an easy position to be in. No. It's not. You know, and she, and she, she, she's tough as shit, too. Like, don't, don't get me wrong, you know, right? She's, she's kind of com- com- been confronted with, you know, some difficult, difficult things in Congress and not, not taking that away from her, but I just want her to be okay. Yep. You know, I, just I want agree. Her to be good. Okay, but then at the same time, too, I, and I know she knows this, that the world is watching, you know, and she's human. I'm just hoping that, you know, no balls get dropped. Yep. You know, all the all eyes got it crossed. You know, and that's it. And so and so. We're going to go with it. And we're we're going to hope everything goes well. All right. Well, on that note, I can't believe it's already the end of the show. But the thing is, I'm always going to have um, more, you know, parts to this show. So, um... Where can we find you at? Like on social media, email? Yeah, like I mean, I'm here. Um, so at Filmish is my Instagram handle. Um, I'm on Facebook, Tanisha Marie. I'm here just living my little life. Yes. And of course, you can find me uh on Twitter, on Facebook, and on Instagram at G Marie Taught Me. Please don't go to G Marie Media. You're you going to get your feelings hurt. I ain't been posting shit on there. Um, but you can also visit the website, www.gmarietaughtme.com. And you can purchase some merch. This is actually my The CEO is Black shirt. And I'm always going to have on a shirt with a different saying for my website um, that you can purchase if you want. And we have our cups too. They're in the box. I ain't about to pull it out. But I do thank you, Tanisha, for joining me tonight. And again, I'm going to have you back on the show to do another uh, Pussy Power and Politics part whatever it is um but thank you for taking the time out and i really enjoy talking with you as always sister girl it's been real it's been so real and i look forward to kicking it with you soon okay love you love you talk to you later Bye. bye today's episode is powered by g marie media llc 